Chris Shiflett has taken care of some damage control on his new album, Lost at Sea. The Foo Fighters guitarist will play a special solo gig at Auckland's Whammy Bar in January. We caught up with Chris just before Thanksgiving, just after watching the slasher film of the same name, something Chris knows a little bit about after making the Foo's slasher flick, Studio 666. You know, it's funny because, um, you know, having never made a movie before, um, I didn't, you know, just I didn't know how anything went, nor do I know how to act. But um, as you can see in the movie, <laughs> but, uh, stop <laughs> <laughs> but but one of the things, you know, for every like look that you have clothing wise, they would have like, you know, multiple sets of that outfit. Right. And one of the outfits was the sweatshirt I was wearing when I got like stabbed and killed and, and everything. Yep. And so it's got a bunch of like slasher holes in the back of it. Very and cool. at the end of making the movie, they were like, well, you can have all your, you know, here's all your clothes with, you know, just take and so you know, you got like multiple sets of everything that, that you had. And I took it all home and like, you know, just it just kind of got distributed throughout my house and then at one point i noticed like months later i look at my oldest son and he's got i'm looking at his back i'm like what the fuck is wrong with his sweatshirt and i realized oh shit he's wearing my sweatshirt from the murder scene and it's just all slashed up all over the back i was like oh well, there you go. Uh, he doesn't even know it. Just like dad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Well, well, I recommend the Thanksgiving slasher film. It's pretty good, actually. But I wouldn't take oh, the kids right to it. Wouldn't take the kids to it. Yeah. Well, my kids are all grown now. So, oh, good. Know. Well, then take they, them. They, they, would, they, they wouldn't take me to it. <laughs> I got gotcha. you. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. And and I, I will get into you. But I also want to talk about guitars because I know you do your... Uh, your your vodcast or podcast or whatever uh, yeah. uh, uh shredding was shifty or what and and so i so i have a couple of favorite guitar players so i i wanted to know who's your minor mick ronson and randy rhodes who, who, who oh my god dude i fucking love you are you kidding <laughs> well all right i mean hello yeah well it's funny that you picked those two because randy rhodes you know i'm i was in um I guess just towards the end of grade school or maybe early junior high when Randy Rose passed away. So Randy Rose was a big one. Right, big, right. Big, big, To the point that I had a t-shirt made for um, eighth grade that I went to the mall and you could get like, you know, the decals or whatever put on there. And I had a t-shirt made that said, Randy Rhodes is God. There you go. He well, was got, like my absolute hero. Um, I was and, very, and, I was very lucky to work. Uh, I made a TV show in 1981 with Ozzy Osbourne and Randy was in his band. And it's all over YouTube now. It's the only like professionally shot video of Randy Rhodes playing live in the studio. It's called Wait, what? It's called After Hours. Yeah, look it up. It's it's all over the place. <laughs> no, I I know ex I know exactly what you're talking about. That's, you that, I made that. You, you, do you have <laughs> do you have the raw footage from that by chance? Sadly, where no. is the raw footage from that? There, That's what I would like it, to know. Yeah, I would love to still have it, man. <laughs> Oh my God! Yeah, I've always wondered with that footage if there if there is footage from that yeah. of just the camera on Randy for like the whole performance. We, we didn't do it like oh, that. Oh man, because you know, still I mean, live. <laughs> uh, okay, okay, because you know, there, there's it's one of the only that's there's just not a lot of video footage of him playing with Ozzy. It's one of the only. It's, it might be the only good one. You know? <laughs> yeah. So wow, I that's that that blows me away. And you know, it's funny as as a kid. I, you know, I didn't put it together probably till later that Randy, like, was heavily influenced, especially by his look. Yeah. 
by Mick Ronson. Right. You know, big time. Yep, big absolutely. Time. Yeah. Yep, yep. The hair, the bow tie, the vest, the Les Paul, the, I mean, the whole thing. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. So you got to have fun making this vodcast or whatever you call it. Yeah, I mean, I've, I mean, I, I grew up in the in the sort of guitar hero era. So for me, my guitar heroes are like everybody that you would expect. You know, yep. it's, it's all those folks. It's the it's the folks that came before. Yep, Randy Rowe. You know, it's the Richie Blackmore is a big one. Tony Iommi. You know, oh, yeah. just, uh, Keith and and Ron Wood and Mick Taylor. You Mick know, Taylor, like yeah, all, all those cats. Um, and then. Moving on, you know, all the heavy metal dudes. I was into all that stuff. Yeah. Um, uh, Hanoi Rocks is a big one for me. Oh, yeah. Playing wise, like the way that Andy McCoy and, and, and Nasty Suicide played <laughs> together was was really uh, pretty influential. I mean, I can't leave out KSA Spraley, you know, maybe the maybe the, the king of them all for me. Right. Um, but over the years, you know, other other as I got a little older and started listening to like punk rock, like, you know, Bad Religion and Social D and yep. those early TSOL records and all, you know, Adolescence and uh, Agent Orange, all that stuff had a, had a, had a big influence on my guitar playing. Johnny Thunders was oh, a yeah. big one for me. Love. love, yeah, New York Dolls and then all the Heartbreaker stuff. Yep. Um, and then, um, and then just, you know, they're like probably too many country pickers to mention. You know, I was going to say, so you know, I don't hear a lot of Ace Frehley on the new record here. <laughs> oh, it's in there. It's in there. Yeah. Um, I'll point it out. I'm like, oh, well, I well, took well, that one from Ace. Um, all right. Point you know it what's out. funny? <laughs> I will tell you exactly what it is. You know what I really took from Ace but lends itself very well to country is um, – is with the way he would do that, like uh, that pick and you bend down thing that you, you, I mean, that's like, I always wondered where he got it from. Did he get that from like, you know, was, was he, was he listening to some country records in his youth? You know, I gotta wonder. I wouldn't be Could surprised. <laughs> yeah. Because if you remember, I mean, I'm older than you are uh, and the AM radio in the day, you know, you'd listen to the top 40 station and you'd hear, you know, uh, Otis Redding and then the Beatles and the Stones and the Yardbirds. And then suddenly Johnny Cash would pop up. So you could hear anything. Right. Yeah. You, know, you get exposed. All you that know, I, it's funny because my version of that was MTV in its right. early days, yeah. because MTV, when I was a kid, when it first came out, was like it was all over the shop, you know, right. and we would I wanted to see like a Motley Crue video or whatever. So I would. <laughs> just sit there and I would watch it all fucking day. Yep. And by virtue of just sitting there watching all day, you're seeing the cure and, yeah. you know, uh, I mean, the buggles or what, you know, the buggles, this, yeah. um, <laughs> you know, vi violent femmes, you know, just all this other stuff that I wasn't necessarily into, but really had a huge influence on, on me, not just my guitar playing, but like songwriting and, and just general taste. I mean, I, I know so much music from my youth that I wasn't necessarily into, but it was just from that, from sitting yep. there watching MTV all the time. Yep. So you got a tune called Where'd Everybody Go on your album. I hear some kind of stonesy guitar on that. Big time, yeah. Um, that's me, kind of. I'll tell you really what that, where that song was born is. I was trying to learn. A, you talk about favorite guitar players. I was trying to learn a Brent Mason guitar solo. Um, and he was a country picker that you know played on everybody's record, you know, right. forever. And um, and I was 
playing and and really it's like he's re like a really high speed incredible guitar player but i was trying to learn one of his licks and i just played it really slow and i was like oh shit that's like that could be a tune man and i just <laughs> i'll just just take that one little bit and repeat it and play it like at like half speed yeah you know and put some funky drums on it and boom go. we got ourselves a song yeah you do indeed very cool very cool yeah and i see you've been covering dead flowers in some of your shows yeah have yeah, heard, yeah have you heard the new stones album do you have an opinion about it um i listened to a couple songs often it sounded good it sounded inspired yeah you know sounded mm -hmm. like you know they're like try it like um I'm just such a huge Stones fan that like when I just hear those guitars and that yeah, voice, yeah. Yep, it just yep. makes me, it, it makes me happy. Yeah. Mick sounds strong. I got to say yeah, yeah. for an 80 year old. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and I see you also been doing, um, let's see, you've been covering something else that I've written down here. Oh, a Waylon Jennings tune. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So is that We've the kind of show that you're going to be doing when you come to Auckland? Well, I don't know, you know, because in Auckland, it's just going to be me and my guitar with no band. Right. It'll just be me and an acoustic guitar. So I haven't really figured out what I'm going to play. Um, I, and I always do like to throw some covers in, in, in the set. So um, that might be fun. I'll tell you what, we just, we, uh, we, I just got in the studio with my band and, and began, we got the basic tracks for a couple cover songs. We did a, um, a, very Waylon-esque version of Cowboy Song by Thin Lizzy. Oh yeah, the other day. Yeah, that's a beauty. Which took which took some wrench. We had to we had to figure that out. We had to shave a lot of parts off because there's right. a lot of chords in that song to try to simplify it and, and get into that into that feel. But then we also did like a kind of country countrified version of Hanoi Rock song too. So and I got a <laughs> there's a couple other songs. So I don't know if any of that stuff's going to rear its head down there. But you know we'll see. It'll probably be mostly um songs from my last few records i think right 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 yeah I, I love doing the acoustic shows because it's it's like it's such the polar opposite from what i normally do be it with my solo band or with foo fighters you know it's just like your song reduced to like you know becomes this big and it's very intimate and you're kind of with the crowd and yeah i don't know it's, it's just it becomes a very different it almost becomes like a meet and greet with some tunes you know gotcha. yeah yep they, they they tend to get like that and then but of course you got to sell some merch otherwise you don't make any money i know i don't think i'm gonna bring any that's the fucked up part <laughs> that's a know? problem <laughs> just have to smuggle some in <laughs> and you have a tune called carrie midnight texas queen i kind of like that little sound right on into it and I yeah. like it. it's got a kind of rockabilly feel to it funny because i wanted that one to be that one just i needed to have like a classic country feel to it yep but initially when we recorded it it was just like a little too nice just sounded a little too clean i remember complaining to jared i was like we gotta fuck this song up somehow like tonally yep. i don't know what and you know and then i uh retract my guitar it's just a little nastier you know and made the drums sound a little more fucked up and just kind of tried to take it into into like you know 
it's country, but it's, but it's, it's country rock, you know? Yep. You mentioned Jaron, that's Jaron Johnston. So he's your yes. co-producer, sometimes co-writer. So what is he? Um, he's the, he is the, just the producer. Oh, yeah. okay. There's, there's no co involved. I thought he wrote uh, the house down with you. Oh yeah. No, we, 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 we wrote some songs together, but then he, but then he, uh, but, but, but I did not, I don't consider myself to have co-produced the record. I just, no, 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 I didn't mean that. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what, no, but so, yeah. We, What's what's so special about him? What do you, what do you got? Oh man, he's he's great. He's such a great songwriter and a great singer and and player himself. And uh-huh. just has a he's just got a great sensibility of, of of sort of like what the songs like any great producer. You know, he sort of he can see through the fluff in the song and just kind of see what it needs and then just overall see what the record needs. You know. Yep. And it's and it's great to have somebody that you whose opinion you trust for when you get in those dark moments in making a record where you're second guessing yourself, right. which always happens, you know, to me, at least, you know, where you're like, I don't know if this is a fucking good idea or not, you know? And he's like, you know, and he's a, he's a good steady hand to sort of get you through it. Yep. So I got to wonder what motivates you to make these records because I, I doubt it's money because the foos are doing all right. And you got the other stuff going on with the, the podcast and everything. You, you, where do you find the time and the motivation? Yeah, it's, it's been hard to find the time lately, but, um, but we did record this back in 2021. Right. Okay. Um, so things were slower then. <laughs> yeah. You know, so um, yeah. Why? It's definitely not to make money because it always just loses money. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I needed a write-off, man. I needed a tax write-off. Um, no, uh, uh, I just like to play and I like to write and I like to tinker and I, I you know, I like to sing and yep. um, it's just, it's just nice to, to have an outlet to, to mess around with my ideas. You yep. know? All right. All right. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm sure you've been to New Zealand many times I, and I know you have. Yeah. So uh, being New Zealanders love to hear other people from outside talk about why they like New Zealand so much. So I'll, I'll ask you what you got to get up to. What do you remember? Oh man. Well, the first several times, the first several times I ever went to New Zealand, I think I only went to Auckland, okay. which is a great city. And then we would go up and go up to, um, Piha, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. up there when we would go to the beach. Yep. And, um, and it wasn't until, I, I must have been down there a few times before I ever started to kind of um, go explore the, the, what is it, the east coast of, yep. of that island, of the North Island. Yep. And wow, man, was I blown away with how beautiful the beaches and the surf and everything. I surf, so I oh, go yeah. up there and and, um, and go look for waves and stuff. And, and um, it's just amazing. I mean, it's just such a beautiful, beautiful place. The beach, yep. and it's just very different, like all yep. over. Well, the the, um, the I, beaches on the west coast of the black sand, and on the east coast of the white sand. So, yeah, and, and I'm and not a surfer, and, so I can't tell you which ones the ones to surf. <laughs> I mean, there's there's and there's great surf on both sides, but God, man, I, 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 the last couple times I've been down there, I've explored the west coast. Or, yeah. I'm sorry, east east coast more. Right. Um, and then even like you know, I remember one year we um, we were down there for Thanksgiving. And I, but we weren't in Auckland. We were in either in uh, Christchurch or Wellington. Right. And I don't remember which one it was. But um, the Kiwis are concerned we about Thanksgiving. They don't quite understand 
where it is, why it is, when it is, you know, they're like, well, what's yeah. the date? And you're like, well, it's the fourth Thursday in, in November. And they're like, huh? Yeah, why? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I'll tell you, I just, I just ordered my turkey today. Oh, good. The market. I'm very excited. But um, yeah, I remember we had, we just like our band and crew had, um, had our own Thanksgiving down there and it was, and it was fabulous. And then I remember we were also there, um, after the that big crazy earthquake and that was oh that yeah was, pressure yeah, you know, that was rough that was wild too yeah so um i guess to sum it up i've i've i, I i've always enjoyed visiting there it's, it's a beautiful place all right so you're gonna be playing at the whammy bar when you come here it's kind of our local dive bar right in the, mm. of the city It'll be good time nice notorious nice. for big posts in front of everything so you know, you kind oh, of... <laughs> really? It's one of those. <laughs> but it, but the sound guy is great, so it should be all awesome. Yeah. Well, there's only one of me, so it's you yeah. Know, you how, can how position how yourself. You know, it's not. It's not like you have to be like making a choice between the front man and the drummer or whatever. Oh, you know, I can't see the bassist now. Yep. Yep. No, it is going to be excellent. Very good. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, thank you for spending all this time talking to me. It's been fun, 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 fun. And uh, have yourself a good Thanksgiving. Hopefully, better than awesome. the guy in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's let's hope. Let's All right. Hope. Awesome, pal. Take care. See ya. Bye bye.